Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I am here today with Abel Ortiz. Hi, Abel. Hi, guys. And Clara Warburton. Hey, Clara. Hello. Clara? Do you prefer Clara or Clara? Clara. 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 Huh? Hard A in there. Hard A. Yep. Okay, um, guys, we just finished the Limitless Challenge uh, 2022, uh, and it was actually probably the most successful Limitless Challenge we've ever done. Um, just to give you guys some context, this is a five-week challenge. Now, we set it up as really as, as a lifestyle challenge, but as part, part of that lifestyle challenge, we do do measurements, and we do do some, some, some fat loss and some muscle gain kind of stuff. And um, in this five-week challenge this year, as a total group, uh, we managed to gain 95.7 pounds of muscle, and we lost 329.6 pounds of fat, Um, a huge amount of muscle gained, a huge amount of uh, fat lost. So it was was pretty incredible to see, Um, an amazing achievement by everybody, and I'm here today with the winners of that competition. Um, Clara and uh, Abel were ma- uh, managed to, to to be very successful in this challenge. Uh, they they won the most points in the challenge, but also um, Abel managed to lose eleven pounds of fat in five weeks, but also gain five pounds of muscle. And Clara managed to lose this is incredible when I say it uh, fifteen point seven pounds of fat and gained one point six pounds of muscle. Uh, so huge numbers, and both of them dispelled that myth that you can't uh, gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. It's always the question that everyone asks, um, and it can be done. We've proved it. We've proved it multiple times, and I have living proof in front of me that the <laughs> the, uh, the myth is, is real. Um, so I want to really get in today to their story, like how it happened, um, what they did, what made the difference, and, and all that good stuff that... that that is going to allow you, the listener, to, to really understand and comprehend how these things can be achieved in such a short time frame. So, Chloe, let's start with you. And I really want to go back, first of all, to a little bit of background about yourself. Um, before you even came to Faros, like, what's your kind of fitness background, nutri- nutritional background, and that kind of stuff? You don't have to give me your life story, but just kind of a brief biography of how you got to this point in your in time a little bit yeah. um especially like when i was younger i was not super athletic like wasn't really my thing i did like especially team sports ne- <laughs> never my thing my coordination's terrible like i was always like active though like some hiking and like snowboarding and rock climbing when i was younger started to get a little more active like when i was an undergrad my um bachelor's degree is in exercise science yeah. um so it's like i was you know kind of started to get into exercise then like a little more in the gym um, got more into running, a little bit of lifting when I was in PT school, um, doing a little bit of that. And kind of then after I was finished with PT school, started doing some lifting kind of on my own. I did a lot of running, um, just kind of really probably running was the biggest thing. And I did some lifting on my own in the gym, mm. um, not a whole lot. And that's basically what I was doing until I started coming here because I live right down the street and I had a coworker that was coming here. And came to a class and I was like, I hate group classes. <laughs> right. I do not like group classes. Like I can do this on my own. Like it's totally fine what I'm doing. And I came here and I was like, oh, I really like this. And so it really changed like kind of my whole exercise plan. Everything I do really changed around a lot of what I was doing. So And was difference. it, was it, did you just get more done in the time you were in the gym than you do on your own when you started coming to class? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The biggest thing was it's like I I could do stuff on my own and it's like, oh, I'm pretty good. Again, I'm a physical therapist, so I'm like pretty good with form. I can do all that stuff, but I don't like push myself necessarily. Right. I'm kind of like, okay, I can do this. I'll, I'll, I'll do all the stuff, but I don't really push myself. Right. And it's not quite the same as having somebody else there to like push you and go, oh, okay, I can, I can do a lot more. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like actually like making some progress. And yeah. And I, I've seen that time and time again. And I, I've experienced it myself. Like, you know, of course I can work out on my own and I can do stuff on my own, but the... That's really unprofessional of me. I left my phone on. <laughs> Big black mark underneath my name. Um, even on my own, like I get maybe 20 to 30% more work done when I'm in class um, just because there is a um, less distraction in terms of like phone or chatting to people and you have your your peers around you kind of pushing you and, and you're trying to like obviously keep up with the class because the class is running on a time frame and the coach is you know, coaching you through that, that time frame. And you just, it just ends up being a more efficient and not just more efficient, but you, you do push yourself more because mm-hmm. in the, in the company of other people, you tend to, to step up a little bit and push yourself just For that sure. extra bit more. So, 
Um, so that was even before the challenge, obviously, you, you were mm-hmm. kind of finding that experience. Yeah. Um, and then you were coming to the gym fairly regular, regularly before the challenge or? A little bit. That's the biggest thing. I'm like kind of like consistently inconsistent. I'll get like, I kind of get like an all or none, like I'll be doing a lot and then I get a little burned out and it's like, ah, I'm right. kind of coming here and there. And it's like I was consistently coming to the gym every week. I wasn't like not coming for weeks at a time, but it's like, ah, some weeks I would come like one or two days a week. Oh, okay. And then I'd okay. come like four to five days a week. And then I'd be like, ah, and uh, then, right. then back down. So it's like, yeah, I wasn't, it's like I was improving like kind of through the cycles, but it's like, I missed like a couple classes. So it's right. like, ah, my, like, you know, my lifts didn't change a whole lot because I wasn't super consistent. Okay. So okay. it's like, it was kind of up and down a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we'll pause there because then we'll go into the challenge of what, what the, the difference was there. But let's come to you, uh, Abel. Let me know a little bit about you before before pharaohs uh before pharaohs um i mean i did play baseball when i was like um a teen i hated it my dad just wanted me to be like his baseball prodigy he wanted me to go to the dodgers (laughs) and all that and i just wanted to listen to britney spears and teach my sisters how to um i i was very good with choreography so i actually like um taught them some choreography and made them do talent shows and i was kind of living through them through that feminine side of me right um and then after like I think I got injured I got injured pretty badly and I stopped baseball I my dad finally allowed me to like not go and um then I just lived my life up until maybe like 26 I started CrossFit I got sober um CrossFit kind of saved my life I was in a really really dark place um and yeah then seven years of CrossFit and I just kind of kind of got burned out on that just CrossFit every day and right yeah and, then I and that was Paris. before that was before Paris, yeah. yeah it's it's a really interesting thing with the sobriety thing and crossfit like i've seen it i've heard that story many many times um and and also the burnout thing many times because you essentially replace one addiction for for another and with the crossfit thing because it is so addictive and yeah. it is like you are like having such a good time you do like almost you, you end up doing too much of it and just like every day just stripping energy from the body stripping energy from the body until you get to the point where you're just like burn out and, and you kind of crash yeah um and i i've seen that you know many times but super happy that you you know it was the start of your your, your fitness journey and it enabled you to you know get sober and and you know really start a really successful fitness journey so that's that's awesome to hear and then clara we'll go back to you and then i want to go to the to the start of the challenge and then able will circle back to you um when the challenge starts, and obviously, you know, the challenge is a little bit different for everybody, but what was your general experience of this challenge? If you were to kind of like summarize it in general, what was the general, the general, you know, your overall experience like? Like doing the challenge? Um, yeah. Really, it was good. It was nice to have that commitment because, again, it's like I'm, I can be a little inconsistent because it's like I can take a break here and there. But just to have something that is like, oh, no, this is this is a challenge. It's a competition to barely be like, this is a commitment. And especially like when I started, I told Arthur, like, I will just do what you tell me to do. Right. And especially with kind of the point system, it was like, it was basically like just a checklist to me of like, do this stuff. So it was a lot easier to be consistent and just go, let me just check all these boxes and do what I'm supposed to do. And and did you take it as a competition from the start? Are you a competitive person? Were you like, I want to win this? Or were you in the beginning just like, I just want to try and I wasn't super competitive at the very start. I was like, oh, that'd be cool to win. But like, people are really competitive here. If you've ever seen me like in a class and there's like a finisher that involves running and like everyone's out the gym, I'm always the last person out the door. Like, I'm not trying to beat everyone back in. Like, it's not, not me. But it was like, so I started, but I'm like, oh, well, I just want to like do the best I can. So I'm like, I'll get all the points um that I can and I was kind of expecting like that to be a ton of people I'm like oh I was expecting people to be super competitive I'm like I probably won't be up there and then I was like up at the top at the first week and I was like oh that was a surprise and I'm like well I was up there I don't want to drop down right like I want to stay there (laughs) and so it's like so I just kind of kept like it's like okay let me still like make sure I'm getting the points as much as I can and like just following that and then especially it's like kind of as everything else like as i was like doing the weigh in and like the body scans and everything every week it's like oh this is going well yeah like i'm just following these steps and it's like really translating well to what's happening so then i got a little competitive as like i was getting good results like body comp- composition wise and then also like staying high in the points so then i got a little more competitive because it was i was like oh i want to keep that spot yeah yeah <laughs> so like that kind of made me well it's kind of like you end up kind of inspiring yourself in a way it's when you start getting results and you start 
seeing seeing the results on paper and that's why the scan yeah. is so good the embodied scan because it does give you tangible realistic results so like sure. oh my god this is really happening for me and it you know it motivates you to keep going for sure yeah that's great um and so you, you the comp- the competitor within you start, started to come yeah. out as you went oh yeah and did that continue throughout the whole thing were there any points where you were like oh no, as it got closer to the end, I was like getting like more worried. I was like, because every time, like at first, I was like, I did the first scan, and I was like, oh, whatever, we'll just see what happens. And then it got to the last one, so I was like, that better like turn out well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I better have lost weight. I better have gained muscle this right, week. I right. was like, I can't be dropping down. I was like, I gotta win now. And so I got like more competitive more as I kept going because especially Arthur's like, you know, as it gets you know gets later, some people might get kind of tired and they might start to drop down. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to keep going. So that I got, I got like more competitive towards the end. It's like, awesome. oh no, I want to like hold on to this. So it worked out well. <laughs> Abel, how about you? How was your kind of like overall? Um, it was great. I mean, I'm definitely competitive. Um, I don't, I don't really know where that comes from. I'm just competitive, but I mean, for sure I wanted to win. I think it really, I, but I also wanted to just challenge myself and do mm. something I've never done. Um, and the same as Clara, um, I saw myself up there in the first week and I just wanted to keep continuing. I got a little discouraged when, you know, I went down a little bit, but um, I just kept fighting through and um, yeah, I wanted to win from the start. Awesome. And uh, also here today, guys, uh, is Coach Arthur, the, the kind of coach who coached them through this experience. Hey, Arthur, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, Arthur, what was your kind of like with these, these two in particular, obviously you ended up being your winners. Did you know from the start that they were going to be the competitors, like the the, the, the challenges, your challenge, or did you see it come out in them as, as it went on? You know, uh, from the start, they were both super motivated and willing. And I think that's one of the biggest contributors to their success is that they were okay with whatever suggestion I was giving. Um, and it's true that after the first week, seeing that first... Um, that first leaderboard and seeing themselves kind of up there, they're like, wait, hold on. There's a chance I might win this. And, uh, and I think this is when it became real, really that first, uh, that first leaderboard. Um, but I think that like they have everything that is required to win. And I think that most people who do the challenge think that they have it. Um, but when it comes down to this, when it comes down to actually like making the time to recover, it's not just about working out. It's all the extras that makes really the difference. And those two were willing to go to distance. They were willing to get up in the middle of the night. If they didn't do their uh, foam rolling or their mobility, they were willing to take some time off work to go walk around the lake or um, feed another class or whatever it was. Really, that willingness, that desire to shine is what made it possible. Well, let's let's take a step back then and, and let's talk about the, the major contributors towards your, your success. What were the main kind of factors um, that you found, you know, made the difference? Either of you can go. I think the biggest thing was like partially just the consistency. And like I said, it, it was really mm. just like, kind of checking all those boxes like okay am I like tracking everything am I kind of sticking to the macros that Arthur had laid out like am I following that am I like working out am I recovering yeah and yeah we like, should say guys so so before before these guys start the challenge Arthur did all the macros for you did all your calories for you so you knew before you started you know the plan was laid out for you in terms of like how many grams of protein how many grams of carbs how many grams of fat you're eating every day your workout schedule was all planned out before you started yes. um, and it's, everything was kind of like, okay, this is the plan and let's stick to it. And it, by the sounds of it, you guys stuck to the plan. Yep. Yeah. 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 So for you, um, the consistency, uh, the nutrition, um, me and Arthur kind of talked about this before and, and how much of a difference the nutrition makes. Was the nutrition that he laid out, was it hard to follow? Did you find it a struggle? Was it easy? Was it it wasn't particularly hard. Like kind of he said it and it's like, cause he'd given it to me like a few days before the challenge started. And so I was like, okay, let me start tracking before I change anything. And I like tracked everything and it's like, oh yeah, I'm way above way what off. he's, right. <laughs> I'm like, this is way yeah. different than what he has. Um, I was like, so we'll see how this goes. And at first it was a little tricky, but it's like, it wasn't like insane. It wasn't like, oh, this is, I, I have to majorly deprive myself. I like can't have 
all of this stuff. It wasn't anything like that. And it wasn't even like I was talking to some other people at work, like, because we like have food and stuff at work. And I'd be like, oh, I can't have it. I'm like doing this tracking. They're like, oh, you're on a diet. I'm like, well, it's not really a diet. It's like, this just doesn't like fit in my macros for today. Like, right. if I wanted to have that, I could make it fit in. It's just kind of not worth it. So it wasn't like super restrictive or anything. It was just like, it was kind of like a game to me. Like I could play around with like, okay, well I had this in the morning and I know I'm going to have this later. So how do I fit all these macros in here? So it's kind of like a game to play. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't eat anything. Like I'm starving all the time. Like I realized I actually felt way better and I was less hungry Mm. most of the time. And I was like, oh, I actually, (laughs) I actually feel way better eating this way. Like it was a little tricky at first just to switch things around. But it like actually, like I felt significantly better. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a good way to look at it. And it can be fun. I think that's why the apps can be good. Like the, whether you use MyFitnessPal or whatever food tracker you're using. And you always do play it like a game. Like these are my numbers I have to hit. How shall I hit them? Oh, I can do this mm-hmm. here. And you kind of like Tetris it until you get to the, yeah. the, the exact number. Um, did you find the protein target hard to meet? Because that's something that I often find is hard for people to, to meet yeah. is the protein target. It was so hard, especially at first. Like, I think like the first week at one point, I was like still like I kind of hit everything else, but I was like still really low on protein. Right. I like needed a bunch more. And I literally just was like sitting. It was like nine o'clock at night. And I like made some chicken. I'm just like sitting there eating like two like, <laughs> yeah, pieces yeah. of chicken. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. My dog's like staring at me. I was like, I would share with you, but I have to eat this. I was just like, oh, my God, this is the worst. But it's like that. That was the first week and then after that i like got much better at like okay i've balanced it out i've spread this right. out like it's to, like it's not yeah. the end of the day I'm like oh my god i just yeah. have to eat this chicken breast now like, yeah it's, so it's, it's, much better. it's kind of an interesting thing that as a society like we would have grown up in history eating way more protein and way less carbohydrates but mm-hmm. as time has gone on it's carbs that are always readily available yeah. because they're always they're always there there's always there's always a carbohydrate that you can grab yeah, whether so it's easy. bread or chips or whatever it is and um, there's always carbs but protein is it takes more preparation it takes mm-hmm. more planning especially if you're trying to like cook fresh and all that kind of stuff um abel how about you what were the major contributors towards your success on this challenge uh my willingness i guess willingness, uh, yeah. yeah just willing to just do what it takes do what you know what arthur said just you know i for the first time I went to Costco and I just bought like normally I would buy food like I'm only going to eat this like you know buy like $30 worth of food for the week and I was definitely under eating um, yes. which is why I was like yes. always tired never recovering right um so I was definitely under eating and overeating the bad stuff right um tortilla chips like where it was yeah. like you know I could skip a meal and just have a bag of tortilla chips sure. um so yeah just my willingness and uh going to Costco and buying like you know $150 worth of food uh, not knowing whether I was going to be able to finish it all but just trying it out because I've never done that before and right. doing that. And actually, you know, the first week was definitely hard. I was just forcing food down. I was just kind of like, oh, my God, there's a lot of food. Can't do this. Um, but then after, you know, following the uh, my workout schedule and eating that, I felt better. I felt like more energized. I didn't feel as sore. I was like ready for each workout. Um, and it kind of motivated me to just keep going. And yeah, like pretty isn't much it up. interesting that when you do spend more money on good food, you end up being more productive, feeling more energized. Um, and it, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like you're wasting money. There's, there's a big difference between spending money and wasting money. And it's really funny to me. Like we often waste money on such shit. And yet when it comes to like buying quality foods, we're like, well, that's a little bit expensive. And it's like, well, but you just spent 50 bucks on garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But once we start those good habits of like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to spend money on good food because I know it's going to energize me. I know it's going to be productive. And if I'm more productive, chances are I'm going to, you know, be more successful in everything else that I do, potentially make more money or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a false economy to try and like, I'm just going to buy shit so that I can save money and that way I'll be richer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, it's, gonna, it's, it's definitely gonna... changed my perspective on that. It's like now I don't even want to go out to eat because I'm like, well, I could buy, you know, this much like better food. And well, that's the other thing yeah. we just said, you know, 150 bucks uh, a month. Uh, uh, how often are you shopping a week? Uh, like every, yeah, like maybe 10 days. Or okay. So. so 10 days, 150 bucks for 10 days of food. You go out for a meal, one meal, with a friend, it's, like, it's probably going to yeah, cost you 140 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's a false economy often with, with food. We have to like spend money on good things to give us the, the nutrients. And I, I love what you said about it, it not being about denial and about restriction. It's about, I need to put 
good things, good food into my into my diet. I need to hit the numbers. And in order to hit the numbers, I need good nutrients to, to get there. So it becomes less about restriction and more about adding. What can I add to my day to, to make it, you know, fuller? Yeah. And, and make me feel fuller. And when you start eating good food, it is it is filling. Like you were saying, like it actually it's like, even though you were eating less calories than you were before, you were probably a lot fuller because you're like, oh my God, I got to eat more protein because protein is a lot more filling, a lot more satiating. It's a lot harder for our bodies to digest. Um, so, you know, you can, you can eat like 500 grams of carbs, no problem because they're so more, yep. you can just like gnaw on donuts all day long. But when it comes to like digesting good quality protein, it's actually hard. It's, the body has to work hard to do it. So it's a really interesting uh, kind of lesson to learn. Um, nutritionally for you, Abel, um, did you find the, the protein target hard to meet? What were the, what were the struggles of meeting the nutritional targets that Arthur laid out? Um, I mean, protein, yeah, kind of hard because I really only eat chicken. I don't eat a lot of, I, I don't like fish. Um, right. And red meat, I've always just had this kind of like feeling towards it. I don't really eat a lot of it. I've Is that, is that, uh, where does that feeling come from? Is it? Um, I have no idea, honestly. Like I, it grosses you out or it's like kind of, ethical. Yeah, it kind ethical. of like grosses me out sometimes. Like, it grosses me out to cook it, especially in an apartment, because mm. the smell really stays with red meat. Right. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just, I don't know. No, it does. It, yeah. yeah. So um, I just don't enjoy cooking it. I, I will eat it if I go to like a taco truck or whatever, but um, cooking it and buying it, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling about it. But right. it's getting better. I bought, I bought some... Um, I forgot what kind of meat it was, but I, some good quality. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've known people that, 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 you know, either through media or through speaking to people who have, you know, who are anti-red meat or whatever, they've kind of like steered away from it for such a long time. And then when they start reintroducing it, they really notice the difference in, in, in energy just because of the nutrient density of, of, yeah. of red meat. Um, so it can be something that we're not really, we're not like you were saying, you're not really sure why you didn't like it or stayed away from it. And chances are, it's probably a number of factors. Like people have probably said things to you. You've probably like heard stuff or read stuff and it kind of like steered you in a certain direction Yeah, and it can put you off. But I, for most people, I think once they start introducing, and I'm not saying you have to eat all the time, but once you start reintroducing a bit, it's your diet a little bit, you usually get great, great energy from it. And, and it becomes a lot easier to hit those <laughs> protein targets once you've got some red meat in there. Yeah, especially, um, especially if you're trying to gain muscle. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, yeah, it's gotten easier to hit the protein now that I've introduced other stuff. I'm gonna explore with salmon too. So, were you guys supplementing with protein, like protein powders at all, or were you just like sticking with real? I was. I was doing um, collagen in the morning yeah. with my coffee and um, protein powder. Maybe at the most two two, two scoops. Yeah, two I was scoops. trying not to rely on it so much because yes. I know that you know it's not the best. But yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, I was just using the collagen, which I had already been taking before. I kind of switched. I used the marine collagen before, and then I kind of switched to, like, the bovine collagen because it's a little higher in protein. But that was the only one. Usually I have some protein powder. Like, if I had yogurt, I'd just mix the protein powder right. in because it, like, makes it taste yeah. good anyway. And that was about it. Otherwise, it's like I did have some of, like, the protein, like, shakes, like the Premier Protein. Um, like, I would do that, like, instead of, like, normally, like, when I drink coffee, it's a shot of espresso and, like, a ton of milk and, like, sugar. <laughs> right. Um, and so instead of, like, doing that, I would just put a shot of espresso and, like, a premier protein shake or something and, like, protein bars here and there. So. And how are you guys, like, dividing up your meals throughout the day? Were you sticking to more of a, like, three meals a day kind of plan or was it more kind of, like, small meals consistently or were you – how are you doing it? For me, it's kind of just a day-by-day. Day. Um, yeah, just kind of day-by-day day, always, yeah, mostly, like, I would say probably four meals a day. Yeah. Um, and was the plan basically like as long as you hit your numbers by the end of the day, it doesn't really matter yeah. when you do it? That, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We yeah. use San Clara. Mine was mostly like three meals a day because especially during the week I'm at work. So it's like I like I just kind of stick to like my work schedule with that. Right. And eat that way. And it's like then like sometimes it's like, yeah, if it was like late in the day or something and it's like I still have to like hit something, I'd have like a snack or something usually yeah. like after the gym, especially or like right before the gym is usually when I'd add something in. Yeah, I think people often get very carried away with like you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. It has to be intermittent fasting. It has to be six meals a day. It has to be this. But but usually we find like as long as you have the plan and as long as you have the numbers and as long as the numbers add up at the end of the day and at the end of the week like everything kind of falls into place and we don't need to get too carried away with this is right this is wrong because all these things work at the end of the day as long as the overall numbers are where they need to be and although i took it day by day like i still had the food ready like i know i like I would have like I would have a plan, right? But not yeah. really, you sure, know. Like I would sure. try not to put too much pressure. You had on a flexible it because, plan, yeah. 
So I would still make my food the night before. Like, okay, I'm going to eat all of this. But if I felt something, if, I don't know, if my mood changed and I didn't want that, then I would. Yeah. Were you guys like really strict with your meals or were you kind of, you were kind of flexible, right? I was yeah. pretty flexible. And even like my macros, like I think there was like one time that I was like right on my macros. But like, most <laughs> of the time I was like over or under on like some stuff. I just made sure I always like got at least all the protein. Yes. And then like some stuff was like off a little bit and it wasn't like, it, yeah, I was not super strict. I was pretty flexible. It's like, oh, okay, kind of this is what fits in here or like whatever works. And then there was like some days that it would be the end of the day and I'd be like, okay, I've hit everything. And then it's like, this only happened once or twice. It was like, oh my God, I'm starving. And it was like, oh, okay, Same. well, I'm just going to eat some extra food then. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm hungry. I'm just going to eat some extra food. And then it's like, oh, okay, I feel fine. <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah. so about the same. I think I hit, yeah, it's like one day I hit everything on the mark. And then other days it was, but mostly protein always. My carbs were always kind of like either. Yeah, yeah. Fluctuating a little bit. Well, that's what we usually say, right? As long as you hit your protein mm-hmm. goal, that's the, the what's of primary concern. And then the, the carbs and the fats can go up and down a little bit, like uh, like volume controls. Um, but like we said, like as long as like over the course of a week, everything kind of evens out and all, all kind of works yeah. uh, by the end of the week. I mean, I think weekly numbers are more important than daily numbers at the end of the day, as long as we're hitting like those weekly numbers by, you know, some days we go a little over, some days we go a little under, but it'll all even out in the long run. And I think that kind of flexible approach is a lot more successful long-term. Like if you try and hold on to everything too tightly, like the wheels fall off pretty quickly because like I can't possibly like keep up with this in the long term. You know, I mean, some people can, but Not me. it's, it's, <laughs> it's a very hard thing to do. Let's talk about, um, you know, exercise because like you mentioned before, Chloe, you, you were kind of inconsistent with training, but you were, you know, you were, you were in and out of the gym and able, did you, what changed with your exercise routine during the challenge to, to just your normal Faris life? Um, I think, being more intentional with it yes um i was kind of you know i'd come in and i would some days i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this workout i'm gonna kill it you know what was ak's time um ak is uh, a friend of mine who comes here as well he always kills it um and um yeah some days was you know intentional some days i was like i'm over it fucking i don't want to do this shit like right but i would do it i'm gonna move i'm gonna you know just get this rep um yeah, so I guess more intent and just being really present, like being present in the moment in the workout, um, is what changed. Yeah, and writing and writing my numbers down. Yes, it makes and, a and big keep, difference. Yeah, keeping track because yeah. you can't. What is it? What's that saying? You can't. Um, you can't track what you're. What is you can't it? Change what you don't. You track. can't. Yeah, there you go. You yeah. Well, it's like you don't. You don't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. Yeah. It's like you have yeah. to have those. Those numbers. It's, it's, it's a super important uh, point because as, as Emily always says, uh, uh, showing up is 90%, but I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe in the beginning, <laughs> but after, after time, it's very easy to fall in the habit of just thinking show up, showing up is enough. And like, as long as I show up and do the workout, it's like, it's enough. And at a certain point, it isn't enough. You have yeah. to really you have intention. Because you your body around and, right. you know. And we, we understand that the body only really changes when it's forced to when we push it beyond its comfort limits. And the only way to do that is to sort of, like I said, you know your numbers, you know your times, you know that you're you're, you're pushing yourself to beyond the comfort zone into a place where you don't really want to go. But you understand that if you really want to change, if you want the body to alter in any way, you have to go to that, that place. Um, and I think after a while, you know, people realize that. It's, they come to the gym for a while and they're like just doing everything and it's fine. But then they're like, they get to a point where it's like, ah, oh, things aren't really changing anymore. It's like, yeah, this is why it's intention. It's like going into the workout with that mindset of it's go time. And it's, it's, it, it, you have an hour, you have an, you're asking your body to, to make all these big changes in an hour. So you better give it everything you got because an hour out of 24 isn't that many. Yeah. <laughs> so there gets a point where it's like, okay, this is my time to make a change and I'm going to, do everything I can to make it happen. So yeah. intention is is super important, and also intent af- outside of the gym. Because I would I would also do that where I was like, okay, well I worked out for the re- for for my hour. Right. I'm gonna go home and sit down for four or five hours before bed. You know, I'm gonna watch the show for. So I stopped doing that as well, and I just started just keep it moving until moving like more. maybe the last yeah. hour of bed. Like you know whether it's like my floor is already clean, but I'll just clean that again. You know, like I just <laughs> keep moving. Just, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Just- I think that's a really, really important point that we've, we've talked about before is, you know, most people will, 
be in a lot better condition if they just spend more time moving throughout the day. Like you said, it's very easy to go to the gym for an hour and then maybe you have a sedentary job where you just sit all day and then maybe you go, maybe you drive from the office back to the home and you just sit on the couch and you spend. So really, you moved for an hour in the gym and that was it. The rest yeah. of the time you were just sedentary and it's really easy to fall into that habit, yeah. especially in America where everybody drives everywhere and you know you don't walk as much and all that kind of stuff where it's like, if you're just more consistent with movement, if you walk when you can walk, if you cycle when you can cycle, if you can hike when you can hike, all this stuff, it makes a big difference to your overall, you know, energy burn and your metabolism yeah. day in, day out, um, rather than just that, that that spike and then that trough. Yeah. And then the next day, that spike and then that trough. It's like better to have that like more consistent. Boom, 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 boom. Keep that body moving. Keep that heart rate a little higher. Um, better, better for the joints as well. You'll notice that if you if you just go to the gym and then sit down and then just just sit on the couch, you're a lot more sore. There's a lot less blood flow. Um, getting out of bed in the morning is a real struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you move a lot more. So before the challenge, how many days of the week we come to the gym? I would say at least yeah five. At least five, yeah. and then during the challenge. Um, during. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was a bit maniacal about it. I think I only took Friday. I remember the date. It was the 25th. I only took that day off. So you were coming um, basically seven days a week. Yes. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes three times. Um, I, re- <laughs> I listened to the podcast that Arthur and I heard, you know, I heard how you grilled him and you're like, oh, go home, dude. Like, and I was like, oh, that was kind of like me. I think like I, I at some point I think I feel like I know everybody here now because like, yeah. I was just here like all the fucking time. Yeah, I, I, I think long, I think long term, uh, you know, that can be a problem when it does become it, the same addiction that you had to CrossFit. It's like, yeah. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Keep going. At some point, you will, you will crash. You need to be aware of that. How are you when you were coming to the gym two or three times a day? How are you mixing up the workouts? You were coming to a to a build, and then were you doing like cardio and then something else, or how are you um, doing? It? Actually, yeah, I wasn't really doing cardio. Um... Because I was instructed not to. <laughs> well, not not heavy cardio. Um, I was do. I started um, Ignite, and I really loved Ignite, right. and I loved uh, Ruby's classes, Ignite and Repair, and uh, Lindsay's as well. I did some yoga. I, I yeah, I was um, I was doing build. I think one day I I messed the week that I took that Friday off was I did a compete, and um, you know I hadn't done CrossFit in a long time, and it was like two hundred and fifty double unders and. I don't know what I was thinking, but that week took me out. Um, yeah. I was, yeah, I was switching it up. I, I mostly stuck to ignite. Flow. But I think that's a great combination. So you, you had the lifting session in the build. You were doing essentially yeah. hypertrophy and strength, and yeah. then you had the the stretching and the recovery work. And, yeah, and that's great. That's and I would spend yeah like forty minutes uh, rolling out, and then another twenty um, stretching. And that's I also great. did ride. Ride was good, but I stopped my third week because I, I was feeling it on my leg days. So I was like, yeah. why are my knees like not? You know, right. so I, I paused that. I loved ride, but I just had to. I and I, so I think there are there are classes here that that take out of the bank account and classes here that put money back into the bank account. Yeah. I would put Ignite and, and Flow in the paying back money back into the bank account yes. thing. So although, yes, it's another class, it's another form of fitness. I think it's restorative. I think it puts, you know, like it's, it's a recovery practice and it puts money back in the bank. So I don't think of that as a detraction. So yeah. it's not like coming to the gym and doing three CrossFit classes in a day. It's yeah. like, okay. I have one that takes money out. I have one or two that put money back in. And I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah. Because yes, yes, it does take energy. Yes, it is, you know, you are burning calories, but it's not, it's not the same thing. It's not that kind of like torturous extraction that you get from, from other classes. I yeah. think it's a really smart way to do it. Did you do anything like that, Clara? Or? Three days a week. No. I was not here multiple days. I didn't, I didn't do any of the classes. Um, I was telling Arthur, I'm like, I'm a physical therapist, but I'm like the worst physical therapy patient ever. I hate stretching. I right. hate foam rolling, like all the things I tell people to do every day. I'm like, that's great for you. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> so it's not doing those, but I like would, I would like foam roll and stretch and everything at home. But yeah, I wasn't, wasn't doing a ton of that. Um, but I was doing like classes and everything here and like some Peloton workouts and everything too. Are you doing Peloton as well? So, mm-hmm. you did some, so you were more kind of like doing build and, and Peloton build mm-hmm. and cardio. Yeah, I was usually doing build because I also I was usually I was either in a class every day or like if it was for some reason like some days like I'd be at work like I would work like a Sunday and then like I didn't have time to get to a class, um so I do like a um something on the Peloton instead. Um, so I how, either... how often were you doing that cardio? How many days a week would you do cardio? Um, not actually too many. I didn't do too many because it was just like it was a little too much like to do a class every single day and cardio. So usually only like a couple days a week, like maybe two. Okay. 
or three days a week. I'd either spin um, or run um, on the treadmill because I have both (laughs) both at my house. (laughs) I'm really into Peloton. Um, So I do that stuff. But I was usually doing build and then started doing some training classes too. Oh, cool. Which was nice. In the same day? uh, No, separately. (laughs) I did those separately. Like I do like train on like Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. Yeah, those and do build the rest of the week. So, yeah, it was, like, a nice switch up to do something different. And, like, especially, like, train on Saturday mornings was just, like, brutal. I'd just be, like, right, yeah, struggling for, yeah. for, like, 30 minutes straight. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so hard. So, but, like, overall, that was really how, many, how many sessions were you doing in a week? Like, I was nine doing, or ten? Um, yeah, probably ten. Because yeah. I did, like, again, like, I was just doing my checklist. It's like, oh, cool, I can get three extra points if I do three days. So, I always made sure I did, like, at least three days a week I had a second workout that I yeah. do. And it was usually, like I said, I'd either do, like, a, a ride on the bike or I'd do a do a run um like before or after after a class here and Abel, how many sessions a week were you doing overall oh, so, seven. so many seven for sure Eight, nine, um ten. yeah like ten, ten maybe more some days so guys <laughs> you you heard it here 10 <laughs> sessions a week is the magic number if you want to win trick. 10 sessions a week is where, where it's at um but honestly i think that's i it, when, when i say 10 sessions a lot of people are going to freak out and be like oh my god that's so much training but if you break it down into what you guys just said, so, you know, maybe you're doing five, five, five or six hard sessions and the other sessions are either cardiovascular or the restorative or, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's putting money back in the bank. Then it isn't, you know, it isn't yeah. that crazy. And it's obviously very effective because, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are living proof that it was. Yeah. yeah. And actually about this, like, it's important to, to talk about this, I think, because you can do 10 session a week only if you also up your recovery, mm-hmm. right? The only reason yeah. why you guys were able to do like 10 sessions a week is because something that needs to be um, also said is that for this challenge in particular, we really, really weighted heavily on the recovery aspect of it. Uh, I believe that like a recovery session counted for three points and mm-hmm. that was three points that you could get daily. So as Abel was saying, he, would do 40 minutes of foam rolling every day plus 20 minutes of stretching. Um, uh, Clara would also like make sure to get those points. I mean, she told me that happened like at least once or twice a week where she was like, you know, I'd be in bed and I'd be remembering like, damn it, I didn't do my recovery. I got to get up and do that right now because it. other people are doing it. Yeah. Uh, so you can only, you know, as, as Pete is saying, like, if you keep on taking money out of this bank account, you're going to go bankrupt. And something like foam rolling, something like eating well, getting enough water, or sleeping enough, managing your stress, all those things are what uh, fill up your bank account again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. Like, you, you, you can do it. You just have to be super attentive to the restorative stuff. Um, and unfortunately, it's the thing that... The thing that we want to do the least, it's the most boring stuff. It's like the foam rolling, the stretching, the stuff. It's like you have to find a way to do it, whether it's like, you know, I'll do it whilst I watch something that I've been meaning mm-hmm. to watch or I'll do it while I listen to a podcast or whatever it is. Like you have to find a way to get it in. It gets yeah. easier though once it you does. figure out. Cause because going into the challenge, I even approached Emily. I was like, hey, sometimes my hips and my back like gives out on me and this and that. And I was like fearful that I, like, you know, going my first week, I would get injured but actually following that just making sure that i recovered as much as i worked out throughout the whole um challenge i didn't really have any pain so that was kind of something amazing that i learned that you know uh i don't have a bad back it's just i don't focus on recovery right so Mm -hmm. and arthur you were the same right you you had problems with your back you you know Absolutely. So I'm a eight month post back surgery and disc replacement surgery. It's uh, I've got my L5S1 and L4 replaced. Uh, and I've only recently really started working out. I want to say recently, I want to say four, five months ago, I picked up exercising again. Um, and I did every single thing that I asked Clara and Abel or anyone on my team to do during those five weeks, I did the same. I logged in my food, I worked out every day, and I recovered every day. 
And I can tell you, it's been two weeks since the challenge is over. So it's been two weeks since I really foam roll. And I am feeling it. <laughs> right. It's not as great. I'm not feeling as great as I did during the challenge. Yeah. Uh, because I'm probably working out just as much, but not recovering. As right. Much. It's, it's the thing we always sacrifice first. It's like yeah, the, only, sure. the only thing that's good for us is the thing we sacrifice. Yeah. First. Like, I don't need to do that. Yeah. That yeah. was the same thing for me. I like before the challenge, like I said, I'm like the worst at stretching. I'm like, yeah, this is super important, but I don't want to do it. And I'd been like, I'd started a few months before, like in like October, November, I'd started running again. And like, that was just a lot on my legs. And like, I was just in constant pain. Like my right. legs were hurting right. every single day. It's like, oh, my knees are killing me. Everything's hurting. It was kind of starting to get better after a couple months, like right when the challenge started. And then I started like doing recovery and like stretching and foam rolling every day. And I was like, within like a week or two, I felt so much better. I was like, yeah. oh my God, I could have done yeah. this sooner. <laughs> like I well, felt it's, so it's much funny, better. Well, it's funny because we're so, we're so keen to like, take painkillers or think that there's a supplement that's going to help us or you know look for all these answers like we know what the answer is it's it's, we've done it before we know what it is it's just that we don't do it yep um let's talk about other other kind of hurdles and barriers that that came up during the challenge um things that may have in the past derailed you or um you know moments that you thought nah i'm kind of done with this or you know you mentioned you, you know sometimes you would be laying in bed and you realize that oh shit i haven't done my run from running made you get out of bed what were the what were the main sort of challenges and barriers that you had to overcome to successfully complete this challenge it didn't feel like actually way too much for me because it, it wasn't like i didn't have anything crazy in the way sometimes it was just time it was it's like oh my god i've like because it was a couple of times it's like i'd been really busy with like work and like i have a test coming up that i'm studying for it's like so i'd do all this other stuff and be late it's like oh great i'm so tired and i'd be like oh no i have to get up and do this um, so sometimes it was time, but it was like, it really was, it's like, okay, if it's important, like I'm going to find the time. So it's just like, put it in here kind of as like a non-negotiable thing. Like right. I will find the time for this. Like I'm going to make time for it. Um, well, that's a, that's that a really a important point because people will use the time thing all the time. It's like, it just wasn't a priority to you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that you didn't have the time. You just didn't make it a priority. Yeah, exactly. Because it, you'll speak to anybody and uh, did you go to the gym today? No, I didn't have time. Did you watch any Netflix? Yeah, I watched a three-hour documentary on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, ah! Wait a second. You yeah, didn't have the time, sure. you just didn't make it a priority. And that's that's such a that's such a true thing for, for all of us. We're all guilty of it, you know, whether it's stretching or foam rolling. I, was like, I didn't have time to foam roll a stretch. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no time to foam roll a stretch? Zero time? Like, yeah. I was on Instagram for, like, a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't have time for that. Yeah, all you need to do is look at your, you know, when your phone sends you that horrible, like, <laughs> You were on the phone for eight hours a day this week. It's God. like, stop shouting at me. <laughs> exactly. For it's sure. such yeah. a horrible reality to be faced with. But yeah, we, I think often we have a lot more time than we, than we think we have. Um, um, for me, it was just, you know, my met, that voice in your head, the inner critic. Like, there were some days where it was, you know, I think towards the end of it, I definitely got way better. But in the beginning, it was just a lot of like, why are you doing this? You know, like, you're not going to get through this. Like, this is stupid. Like, what, you know? But I learned to just, through the journaling, which I love, I think the journaling was just, yeah, you know, a big part above, of yeah. like, my favorite because it really forced me to um, look at myself, like, you know, truthfully and say, like, okay, why, ha- like, what patterns do I have that I never was able to, right. you know, do this? Because I would do that, like, where I would be like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to have this routine and, then, you know, like three weeks into it, I would fall out. And then so just looking at myself, honestly, and getting through that inner critic and also naming naming her Shoshana, you know, fuck that bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> and awesome. yeah, it was a, a lot more of a mental game, like mental head game that really changed for me yeah. um, and really helped me through it. We talk a lot about building healthy habits. Do you, do you guys feel that you built some healthy habits during this challenge? I definitely did. Yeah. What were they? Um, my mental, like the way I talk to myself, the mm. way I talk to myself, um, um, through a workout, through just everyday life, it's kind of, it's bled onto my life outside of the gym. So just the way I talk to myself just and like it, your inner voice, yeah, my yeah. inner voice. And it's helped me to be less critical of myself, less critical of the people around me, less, just less critical all around. Um, and that to me is just like above all. So, you know, like before I found out I won. I was just like, you know, if I don't, like, I still have a better body. Um, <laughs> I still have a, I still look better naked. But overall, like, my mental head game is yes. just so much better. And for that reason alone, like, I was just already happy that 
you know yeah that's a that's another really important point and i noticed during uh you know during lockdowns and uh, the pandemic you know working out and coming to the gym became such an important thing mentally for people because it was the one like outlet they had um and you know i've seen it over the years it can be such a big healer the gym and, and exercise in general um for, for changing your headspace or putting you in a better better place mentally um, i think when it's taken away from us um i think it's such a fundamental part of human existence and it's such an important part of who we are as creatures to, to be active and to, to do exercise and yeah. to be and to play with other people and to have those interactions when you take that away from someone it can become, become really damaging so i think you know during the challenge it's intensified somewhat um but i think we're, we're all you know we're all lucky and we're all fortunate that we, we are here all the time like working out and seeing other people and, and getting the getting those benefits and and i think people that don't have that don't realize what a you know what a powerful gift it can be just just to just to move and just to be physical and just to be around other people who are physical and to get that that kind of social interact interaction through the gym i mean it doesn't have to be through the gym but i think the gym is a great tool to use for for, for mental health yeah and because um, we're all working towards something together so right it's just a you know the community itself it just i mean i i that was another reason why I wanted to do it too, because just immerse myself in the community of all these hardworking people that we're all just working towards the same. We yeah. all want the same, and you know, just same mentality. Not that that makes you know, um, not that that has it has to be that way that we all have to think the same. But um, yeah, just the community of it. Yeah, I think we had like ninety people on this challenge, and I think just the fact that you are going through it with ninety other people, yeah, makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have your coach as a guide. You have your peers as you know people you can like share the experience with and reach out to, or just like even if it's just like a little fist bump here or a like lunchman there, it's like yeah, I'm going through it too. Yeah, yeah, I see you. <laughs> this is so important. There's such like a big like as Abel said, he was here so often, and there's so many people who are doing this challenge that like you actually do really make connections. Uh, even yeah. the acknowledgments that you give on each other on Instagram, you know, like a part of the challenge also posting on social media for a couple of different reasons. But I think there's definitely this like um this, this this you know hey i'm part of this thing and like you see somebody else's story it's like yeah i'm part of this thing too like hey how's it going like yeah uh, uh, it's definitely this acknowledgement and uh and you see it i think week three week four people come in a class and they're tired you can always tell who who's doing the challenge people are like right. tired and they're like yeah i'm here i'm still doing it they're like 10 grams of carbs inside <laughs> <laughs> But it's good, yeah. It is. It is a very powerful tool to share that, share an experience with somebody, whatever it is. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So you, you know, you went through this challenge. You you did this kind of great experience. It was very, you know, powerful and changing for you. Where do you go from here? Like you finished the challenge. How are you now approaching the next three weeks? Are you thinking I'm just going to pull it back a little bit, but I'm going to try and stay on track? Or you're like, are you eating takeaway every night? Is what I'm trying to. <laughs> no, I pulled back the first week. I um. I still kept counting macros. I think uh, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday was the first day where, I mean, I had, I, I, I remember everything I ate and I wrote it down still, but I think the next day I didn't count because I just needed a day where I just, yeah, like, you just needed no know. plan, yeah. no nothing, just live life right now, um, take this day. And then I did that and then I was like, okay. And then slowly just, I came, I think like four times that week, but yeah. I took it easy. I didn't, you know, pick up, uh, I don't think there was a lot of barbell program that day, but even if there, I think it was only Saturday. Yeah, was I only day. kept it very light. I just did it for moving um, yeah. so that my body wouldn't just, Smart. you know, um, but counting macros has uh, definitely just, uh, that I've been consistent and I want to stay consistent on that. Um, the next three weeks, I mean, I, I'm, I want to stick to it. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of stuff that I'm still, that I was doing in the challenge. I'm not posting, um, but I'm still doing daily walks. I'm not journaling because, I don't know. Yeah. You'll get back but, to it. Yeah. We'll get back to that. How about you, Fa? Um, I'm trying to stick to it. Like, I didn't definitely, like, the week after the challenge, I was like, I'm going to eat so much sugar because um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I love sugar. But it's like I was actually still tracking to kind of keep track and see where I was. Like, I've still been doing the workouts. Like, I've gone down just a little bit, partially because I just hurt my foot, like, the last week of the challenge from running. Um, so I've taken those down a little bit, but I'm still, like, trying to stick to the gym because, like, during the challenge, I started just, like, scheduling all like i'd sign up for all my classes a week in advance and then like 
like I wanted to keep doing that because it helps me like stay consistent with the gym. And when I was thinking, it's like I kind of took the train classes out just because it's like some of it I can't do because of like my foot. But the rest of them, I'm like, well, I don't want to take these classes out because I like going to those classes. Mm. So I've like still stuck with them. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep them on my schedule and just plan them the week in advance. So I've definitely still been working out like the macros. I've still been tracking. I'm not definitely not eating as well. Like I said, it's like been like more carb heavy, like more sugar. But I really have noticed like, oh, I've like been eating more calories and have been feeling worse and like feeling hungrier. Yeah. Like and even like last week I did a workout and I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. I have no energy. Like I can't lift anything. I feel super weak. And it was like, oh, yeah, because I've just had like a bunch of sugar. Yeah. And it was like, oh, and that was how I felt all the time before. And I thought that was just how I felt. Like I didn't realize it was because of how I was eating. And now so it's like, okay, I'm like trying to even out a little bit that it's like maybe not as strict as before. Um, but like still better than what I was doing before. Cause it's like, I feel a lot differently. Like if I eat more protein and less sugar, it's like, yeah, I feel a lot better. So it's like, now I'm trying to kind of find that balance. And I think it's a really important lesson to understand how food makes us feel. Yeah. Like you were just saying, like, yeah. you know, the, the weight and that kind of stuff, one, one part of it, but how you feel emotionally uh, and how you feel in terms of energy is, is such an important real- realization to have. And sugar can be so mm-hmm. disruptive to, to energy to sleep you know you, you get those peaks and troughs you might get a quick buzz but then you just fall off the cliff mm-hmm. yeah yeah you it's know like, same yeah. same thing with too much caffeine it can like prep you up for a little bit and then you <laughs> yeah. just you know fall exactly. off the cliff. but yeah i didn't even yeah before it's like if i hadn't done the challenge and changed how i was eating i wouldn't have realized that i was feeling yeah, that way exactly. because of what i was eating i thought yeah. that was just normal and yeah like, oh no thing. that was what i was doing well the, i can change this that. is the crazy thing about um you know society in general a lot of people who never ever exercise and never ever eat well are constantly feeling bad, but they don't know that that they are feeling bad because it never felt good. Yeah, you like <laughs> so don't know there's a different you, option. You don't know there's a different option, so they they ask them the question, "What if I got to go to the doctors? I need drugs. I need something." It's like, unfortunately, if you just exercise and, and eat better, like yeah. you would feel a thousand times better. But it's 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 that like habit that people get into. Um, it's. You know, I think often we take for granted, and especially, you know, in the gym community and I think LA, LA to a degree in general, people maybe are a little bit healthier in some places than, than in other cities. But there are a lot of people who only ever eat takeaway or only ever eat fast food or only ever eat junk food. There is no, there's pretty much no nutrition in there at all. And can you imagine like on a daily basis, if you're only eating food without any nutritional value in it, how bad your body must feel i mean it just must must (laughs) no totally and i think that's a big part of society that's not like a few people i'm talking about it's like that's the majority of people and that's why we have an obesity crisis and that's also great like that great thing of the challenge is that like it is giving you the opportunity to like try something different uh because ultimately like i see it a lot with some of my clients um so i'm happy to do nutrition for anyone i do personal training for as complimentary it doesn't have to be like an extra cost but people often tell me like i just want to get my workout like in first and then maybe in six months i'll see about the nutrition uh, right it's like why like the great thing during the at, during the challenge we throw a lot of things at our athletes and we ask a lot of them i mean if you look at that checklist that Clara's talking about it's like a recovery session a workout a journaling logging your food going for a walk posting on social media like it is a lot that we throw and it's a lot and it's only five weeks you don't have a lot of time to like master all those skills but ultimately i think and i see it with a lot of people it's like that like paralysis of like oh i'm not ready like i'm not sure like what if i make a mistake and stuff like no all right here's all the things that you need to do just do it you don't have time to think about it just do it and once people start doing it like oh my god who would have thought like if i do recover if i change a little bit the way i eat and i don't have to be an expert it doesn't have to be perfect and i don't have to like do everything perfectly i just have to do it with intention and once we start doing this with intention just a little bit just taking a step then the result follow and i think that's beautiful yeah Yeah. and there really is nothing better than feeling great i mean you, you look better naked, right? You told me, you did. yeah, but, which, is, which is great in itself. But like, when you wake up and feel great and feel energized, that's a great feeling to have. 
There's nothing worse than you saying where you, you felt like shit after having like <laughs> worse sugar. It's like you feel terrible. It's like, oh god, what have I done to myself? <laughs> um, but yeah, if we can get ourselves, if we can get ourselves to a state and a consciousness where like you wake up and you feel like energized and fresh, it's like, how am I going to tackle today? Like, it's a, such a good sensation to have, and we 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 reach that by ticking these these kind of boxes that we've been mentioning today. Um, so let's talk about, and, and we'll we'll do this one by one. And Arthur, I want to bring you in on this as well. If for anyone listening that's thinking about doing a challenge in the future, what advice would you give to them uh, going into it? Clara, we'll start with you. Um, so my biggest thing, and I know I've talked to Arthur about this, was literally I just did what he told me to do. Like I yes. told him at the beginning, I'm like, I will do whatever you tell me to do. So the biggest thing was like, I trust Arthur. Like I think I think Arthur's probably the coach that I've like worked out with the most since I started coming here just because of like class times and everything. So it's like, I know him. I know he's really good at what he does. I know he knows what he's talking about. I totally get that like analysis paralysis where I'm like, oh, is this like the best thing? And then I like kind of don't start. And it was like, okay, I get stuck on that. But with that, it was just like, tell me what to do and I will do it. And I will just stick to it because then I don't have to think about it. I don't have to question like, well, is this the right choice? It's like, no, he knows what he's doing. Like he has shown results with other people, with himself. Like he's doing all of this. I just have to follow it. Like it really made it honestly kind of easy for me because it was like, here's the thing I have to do and I'm just going to follow it. And yeah. like it made a huge difference to just be able to do that because I wasn't like second guessing myself and going, oh, did I like do this right? Is this the best thing? It's like, no, I'm going to follow this. And it's like it worked fine for me. Like he was always like, oh, do we need to change anything? It's like at first it was a little tricky for some of this stuff. And it's like, no, I'm just going to keep working on it and like just do what you told me to do. Like it made yeah. a huge difference. I think in a world where there is so much anxiety and so many questions we ask and so much confusion, it's so nice to just be told what to do. <laughs> yeah, it, was nice. it totally was. It was like, this is so much less stressful because yeah. it's like, then it's like, I'll probably succeed. And also if it didn't work out, I could just be like, well, it was our first call. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you told me to do? Them, yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is the problem is like, there is so much information out there and you can just, you can just run your head in circles with like stuff you read on the internet or in books or stuff people tell you or stuff that says in magazines. It's like, oh my God, I don't know where to start like this is just mm -hmm. so confusing whereas like you said when you have some it's like all i want you to do is this 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 and this and you're like yep okay yeah exactly. and then it's just simple yeah you just check the boxes and yeah keep yeah going. um yeah. i would agree like being willing but also open to being a student and being like knowing that you don't know everything and right. just be willing to learn um and just uh, also being uh having intent and you know having the intent, whether it's like, I think I was pretty honest. I was like, I want to look good naked. I want to get laid. Like, you know, uh, um, I was pretty honest, but also deep down. I mean, I had like mental stuff that I wanted to, you know, really kind of overcome. Uh, so intent is important. And um, there's another one. Um, really be truthful with yourself. Like, yeah. because if you're going to be, you know, if you can be truthful, like don't overreach and say i'm gonna do this all of this and because then you're just kind of setting yourself up for failure because it's not you know just be realistic with what you can stick to after the challenge yeah um because that's where it really that's i feel like that's what really is it's about like you know changing. that's one of the one of the hardest things as a coach and as a friend even is is sometimes being honest with people when you know they're not being honest with you um Sometimes people will say things to you and it's like, this doesn't make any sense. These numbers don't add up. Like this shouldn't be happening. And it's like, often it's because the person's not being real. They're not telling you the truth. There's things they're doing that they're not telling you about. So it can be a hard conversation sometimes to have with someone to be like, I need you to be honest. Like this isn't true. What you're telling me, th these numbers don't add up. This can't be real. And then after a while, you'll break it down. Well, I did do this and I did do that. It's like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Whereas if you go into it, like, I'm just going to be 100% honest. Like, even if I fuck up, even if I drink a bottle of scotch tonight, whatever it is, like, as long as I'm honest about it, like, I'm, I'm on the right the right path for yeah. my journey. The worst thing is, like, you go into something, you lie about things, you blame other people. It's not your fault. It's someone else's fault. It's your coach's fault. It's the gym's fault. It's somebody, like, whatever it is, it's like, you can't behave that way if you want to achieve success in this it's in this way so you have to go into it with like you said you have to be open you have to be yeah. truthful you have to be honest uh, and you get so much further so much quicker if you if you go into it that way yeah because i also wanted to continue coming here and i couldn't like 
tell <laughs> Arthur, yeah, I'm hitting strikes. my numbers, uh, but <laughs> having like three bags of chips and, you know, I really, he, he was, you know, he'd be like, what the fuck's going on? You know, like, why are you, why yeah. Just kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I, I respect him so much. Like, you know, we had the, like, just res- so much respect. So I wanted to just be, have him be proud and, um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. When you, when you make your coach proud, that's a good feeling too. <laughs> um, Arthur, what advice would you give? Well, I think that everything that has been said is is perfect. I think that like, you know, faith uh, uh, and accountability and open-mindedness, willingness, all the stuff is, is, is true. It's definitely like, you know, consistency, I would say is a big one. Um, most importantly, like you really get to want it. Like you got to want it. And sometimes wanting it also means like you got to believe you can. You know, I know a lot of people who want to change, who like the idea of changing the concept of it. Yeah. That like maybe one day, yes, I can have the body that like I want or I can achieve what I want to achieve. or I can eat how I want to eat. But why not today? Like you've got five weeks to put yourself first. You yeah. do this. If you're going to do this, do it really or don't do it at all, you know? Um, and sometimes you can only show up in the capacity that you can. You know, I had like somebody booking a job uh, halfway through the challenge and, and had to pull back a little bit, but she could still focus on certain things and she did and she still got results, you know? Yeah. Um, so really show up, believe you can change and uh, trust your coach. That's it. Yeah. Did you guys have uh, good support networks during this thing, like family, friends? Did you have people around you who were helping you? Yeah, my friends and roommate were great like they i you know i told my roommate hey i'm doing this um we can't really have our friends over for dinner for the next five weeks (laughs) and she was great about it she was very supportive um yeah i haven't i mean i didn't see my friends for like five weeks right right. i think that was pretty you know and they understood they understood and um the results you know definitely helped yeah (laughs) yeah definitely it's like people were like supportive and stuff they're like oh like i've seen what you've been like posting everything they're like that's really cool like how's that going or like that looks super hard but that's great and like even like one of like the second or third week of the challenge i was out of town and i was with my family and like was traveling i'd be like okay cool guys like i gotta take a break from like hanging out because i gotta work out for like an hour and a half and they'd be like oh that's really cool like that's like you're really committed (laughs) yeah that's cool that you're doing that and so then they're like oh and then they saw that i like they're like oh that's awesome so like that's really cool and it was just nice like even with like the social media posts and like so even friends because i like wasn't necessarily talking about it a ton at work but they're like oh i see you're doing that and like that's awesome and it's like oh yeah cool thanks like that's helpful yeah it's, that's it's really such nice. a it's such a huge boost when you have a supportive you know network around you and, and people that are saying encouraging things and mm-hmm. there are too many people in this world who are too negative about everything it's like yeah. it's nice to have like <laughs> positive voices yeah, really nice. so you guys are going to come to lodge right it's part of your yeah. your your victory yeah uh, Fantastic. Victor Prize, what, when, when do you want to come? Um, and when do you want to come and what do you want to get out of it? A workout. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hang out in the woods for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah <laughs> some know? meditation, some self-reflecting, some, yeah. Some hot tub. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's beautiful. You guys, will, uh, you guys will love it. Yeah, we'll work out. We, we like to do like um, a couple of hikes and show you guys the, the kind of scenery. Then we'll work out and then we'll, uh, we'll hot tub and we'll... we'll We'll make some good food and we'll oh, fantastic. Um, get some fires going and maybe do some s'mores. Right. Well, as long, long as it goes into the, the, the macros, yeah, it'll be all right. But, uh, guys, congratulations again on your victory you. and Thanks. on a successful challenge. And thank you for being such good competitors and such good members of the gym and for really being um, you know, a good kind of like guiding light for people. Because like I said, it's easy sometimes to think, what's okay for this person because they they love fitness or they've been doing fitness forever and they're, they're an athlete and they're this and they're that. Whereas sometimes I often find with the challenge, the most successful people are people who didn't grow up as athletes. They weren't necessarily sporty people in the past. You know, they came into it with, you know, an open mind, with a hard work ethic, willing to learn, willing to listen and just follow a, a, guy, a coach's guide. And um, it's great to see that that on, on its own can be so... Um, so successful you know just you don't have to be an athlete to get results yeah you just have to be sure. a willing participant and, and and follow the 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 guides and the, and the lessons so yeah it's, exactly. it's awesome to see i definitely both. want to thank like you and emily and all the coaches for coming up with such a well thought out challenge and you know just uh, all the people all the people we have on staff are just amazing and oh thank makes you. it very yeah, easy to sure. come here and show up and is there anybody you, know, you don't like 
Would you like to name them right now? No, thank you for saying that. And yeah, this challenge is something that's kind of evolved over the years. And we try and we've tried to improve it as we've gone and try to make it, you know, more user friendly and more successful and more, not just easier to follow, but more thorough, like with improvements in the journals, improvements in the, in the coaching and the coaches. Um, I think we had the best team of coaches on this challenge. Um, and I think the kind of the way it was laid out was 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 clearer. Um, so we'll we'll keep doing what we can to to improve on it. And the next challenge is going to be uh, in May, right, Arthur? Uh huh. Yeah. And um, that'll be like more of a summer challenge going into the summer. So get that get that summer summer body ready. So we can get excited about that. So guys, yeah, um, if you're listening and you do want to do the next challenge, just. Um, Watch out on the Ferris uh, Instagram page uh, at Ferris Echo Park. We'll be posting information about it on there, but um, it will be another uh, five-week challenge. Um, there will be a, a prep week as well, so technically it'll be it'll be six weeks, but five-week challenge with a, uh, a prep week. Um, it'll be another fantastic opportunity to, to make a difference and to, to, to put some good habits in place and to make some uh, necessary changes. Um, thanks again, you guys. Uh, great job, Arthur. Great job for you, my friend. Thank you. Um, great to see you uh, thriving in this capacity as well as everything else you do. And um, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We are 1316 Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park. Uh, we are open, obviously, full-time now. Uh, the pandemic is... Well, I can't say over, but, you know, we're coming out of it. We're coming out of it. <laughs> so um, everything is up and running. Um, we have our, all our memberships are operational now. Multiple classes a day, multiple programs, open gym, great coaches, great people, great community. Um, come see us anytime. We'd love to have you here. Uh, until next time, take care.